Welcome to A Lemon A Day, a mini-series to heal yourself and change your life. I am so excited to bring you this new fortnightly supplement to Lemonade, where every two weeks I'll bring you an interview with an incredible practitioner from a life-changing healing modality. I am asked quite a lot about what I've done to heal myself over the years, and it's a question I'm always too happy to answer because I love sharing the different ways I've worked on my emotional, physical, spiritual, and psychological health. So I thought, why not bring the very people who've changed my life to you? None of these interviews are sponsored or gifted in any way. I can assure you of that. So every word of endorsement is because the therapeutic practice has genuinely enriched my life or I am hanging to try it out very soon. Everyone needs a Steph Woodhouse in their life. I've been seeing Steph for the last six or so months for lymphatic treatment and she really has changed my life and I couldn't be more thrilled to share her knowledge with you all today. Steph is a practicing and accomplished physiotherapist. She's also in the process of studying nutrition and health coaching. In this chat, we discuss why it is so important to be focusing on the lymphatic system when it comes to healing our mind and bodies. It is an area that is so often overlooked and we also look at why this form of treatment works to clear heavy emotions and stress stored within our system. We also chat about Steph's extraordinary healing journey, which includes brain surgery and how that has led to where she is today. Just a note, the content provided in A Lemon A Day is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Always, always seek the health advice of your GP. Here's Steph. Steph, welcome to the Lemon A Day podcast supplement. How are you doing, my lovely, lovely practitioner? (laughs) (laughs) Not too bad at all. How are you? (laughs) Oh, you know, just tired. Just lockdown tired can sum up me right now. Yeah, I think that's kind of across the board for everyone, especially Mm -hmm. anyone living in Victoria at the moment. Yes, just this, yes, ongoing tiredness. Now, Steph has been my lymphatic massage therapist is that what we be is that what you're called is that well what it is? i'm a physio and yes. it's not really massage so yeah. <laughs> i don't know what to call it i haven't quite worked that out lymphatic treatment lymphatic specialist yeah look that sounds great <laughs> okay great i'm excited yeah. to write this yeah. intro after our, after our yeah. chat i was like hey we're talking to yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that what is wrong with that just, just me. trust me that she's good and she knows things <laughs> um but in the short time i've been seeing you what it's been like a few months you have helped me so much with so many different things and moved so much through my body and in many i think i came to you when i was kind of first diagnosed with chronic fatigue and i was just like i just yep. feel crap i just feel shitty please help me and fix me. And I knew you treated a few people I knew. And, um, and in that time, yeah, you now see my mom and some other people I know as well. And you've just been <laughs> so wonderful. Your whole family. <laughs> <laughs> and I even, I even said, mom and I always make jokes. Like I go in there and like Steph works her magic on your body, but then like, we kind of use you as a therapist, as a counselor, just like <laughs> blah, 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 this is everything in my, and, and it is amazing though, taught when you're doing your work, what comes out that you haven't even really thought, right? Yeah. 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 And this is probably something that, you know, when I started first started doing the lymphatic work, I approached it from purely a physical perspective. So being trained as a physio, um, you know, uh, it was another hands-on technique that I could use to help people with their pain or whatever it may be. Um, But over time it's evolved and it's become so obvious how much it moves emotion and Mm. just old 
other stuff, uh, energy, psychological stuff, um, name it and it's there. It's sitting in the tissues and in the body and it comes up. Um, and yeah, the amount of random things that people will tell me during it, but it, it's quite healing. It's so <laughs> you know, therapeutic. It, it comes up and it leaves you, you know, it's, it's in a way to sort of process through, um, you know, all that stuff that's been stuck for who knows how long. Yeah. You've literally just put your hands on like my shoulders or my neck or my head or my like kind of abdomen area. And you'd be like, Oh, you've been angry the last week or, Oh, you've been, you know, <laughs> you've been really tired or run down. And like, it's, a, and I'm like, yes. And it's amazing how the body is kind of communicating with you. Yeah. 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 No, it, it is. It is quite fascinating. I get quite excited by it too. Um, and like each, each week I work with more and more people. Um, and during that time I'm, I'm learning more about the treatment yeah. itself too. So it's, it's continuously evolving and, um, obviously like I'm finding more patterns. I'm constantly researching and reading into sort of other alternative medicines. So looking at, you know, your Chinese medicine, your Ayurvedic, other energy medicines and, and the theories behind them and how much they actually end up crossing over with, I guess, the more, western side of things mm. um and that connection is really created uh, and helped to make this sort of treatment way more powerful than what i initially thought it would be when i first started doing it and that's the fascinating thing that it is your background is grounded in western medicine yeah, west, yeah. you know that side of life but that integration of the two is just such a powerful combination now I want to get into all of that. And I feel like I've just yeah. asked all my lot of questions to the get-go. <laughs> we'll go back through them again. <laughs> we'll get to that. Firstly, can you tell us, Steph, a little bit about you and how you got to where you are today and what you're doing? Um, I guess, okay, yeah, there's two, two versions to that story, I guess. Um, so first would just be how I became a physio. Um, so, you know, when I was in high school, I played a lot of sport. I had a lot of injuries. Um, I actually had no idea what I wanted to do. And I ended up putting physio on my list the night before you had to put in your second lot of preferences. Like I think you had a chance oh, to redo yes. it after you got your score. Um, and yeah, it was the night before I had to resubmit. And I just like, there was a weird chain of events that brought physio into my mind. And I went, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Um, because I always had this idea to be, um, you know, I wanted a job where every day was different and I worked with people and I had flexibility and I wasn't sort of stuck in a, mm. a particular pathway. Um, and then I realized that this kind of fit that, um, so studied physio, um, went down the sports path because that was something that I was really interested in. So I've been lucky enough to travel with um, Australian gymnastics teams, diving teams, trampoline. I've worked in the NBL, I've worked in football. Um, so a lot of, you know, higher level sports, which has been absolutely fascinating. And it's also exposed me to a lot of other styles of physio, you know, it's especially in the international um, scene where you're in areas and you're watching like other physio, all the medical people that they bring um, yeah. from other countries particularly those countries that I was talking about and you see all these strange or different I guess things that they're doing just really opened my eyes even more to like how many other options there were to help somebody um, and I always had a bit of a, a dream that I wanted to be I wanted to be different. Um, I wanted to be one of those people that you came to when you'd seen a lot of other people and it hadn't worked. Yeah. Um, so that was like, I was always wanting to explore alternatives and branch beyond the, the normal pathway. Um, in saying that, still did my masters and all of that in the sports physio. Then my own personal journey alongside that, which has kind of, I guess, guided me a bit more as well. So I had glandular fever a couple of times as a kid. So when I was eight and again, when I was 16, 17, 
Um, that second one I never really recovered from. It like turned into chronic fatigue. I battled with that through my uni years. Like I was sleeping 12 plus hours a day. I was pretty much only awake for my classes and, and, you know, the occasional social thing on a weekend, if I could get it together. Um, after I graduated, I've ended up, you know, numerous doctors and numerous practitioners through this um, process that never really helped. Um, but after I graduated, I came across a naturopath who, um, she was a, a real um, trigger to change me. Um, so I had went through a whole process with that and really sort of opened up to alternative medicine in that respect as well. Mm -hmm. um, and another colleague that um, really improved me with some exercise-based stuff and it was a completely different thought process around exercise. Um, and then, you know, things got better, they got worse again. I ended up having brain surgery for another condition that I had. And that was kind of the real kick in the butt for me to go, okay, you've got to look at things differently now. Like all of these little moments that I'd had in regards to alternative medicines and thinking about things from a different perspective, I'm like, this is what you've got to focus on. Mm. Um, so I'd been treating people with the lymphatic for a few years prior to my surgery. Um, and I started treating myself as part of my rehab. I explored everything, um, you know, during that process of, of recovering from brain surgery as well. So I've got a huge amount of practitioners um, that I use as part of my own, um, I guess, maintenance and improvement. Um, so that's how I met Sarah. So um, Sarah Jane that you had on previously, um, yep. she was one of my practitioners that I found for me after my brain surgery. So helping me recover and remove trauma from my body as well as cerebrospinal fluid flow and, and all of this as well. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's basically just been a really, really steep slide down the rabbit hole since then. Um, so exploring all sorts of other things and just being really open um, to the idea that just because there isn't an explanation for something yet doesn't mean it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest things that I've sort of really made peace with. I, I was always that kid that needed to know why. Um, I was always that student that needed to know why. I loved my yes and no answers. Um, whereas now I've really sort of tapped into that intuitive side of things as well and going, okay, well, this works here and this works here and this person seems to be needing this. Let's do more of that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and all of that has kind of led to what I do for myself and what I do for my clients. Yeah. Which that was is a very long-winded journey, but yeah. No, it was very <laughs> succinct. It was, oh my gosh. And so much in that. And as you just said, like, you know, little bits here, little bits there. And I find that really is your approach. You know, I come in with a bad neck and you're like, all right, we're going to work and you'll do a bit more physio in that sense. Yeah. And then yep. other yep. times it'll be like, you'll just feel into like, yeah, my like abdomen area. And you'll be like, it's all this like bloating and like fluid and yeah. things and instead work there yep. or other times in the lymph. And I just... I think that approach where it's just multi-pronged is just like, it's not just this one tunnel view of looking at things. It's like, let's just yep. take bits of everything and see how yeah. it applies to the situation. And do you find that is what I guess is helping people get results? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think, you know, as a, a lot of practitioners, no matter what their area is, can fall into this trap. And I certainly did as a physio, um, you end up, 
developing a sort of recipe for people. So you yep. see a particular situation and you go, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Then, you know, once we've achieved that, we then move on to this. Once we've achieved that, we then move on to this. Even though you're maybe tweaking it for that individual, so you're thinking it's an individual approach, you're still going down that same path with the same end in goal, like end in mind um, and the same sort of steps along the way. Whereas the way that I approach things now, I might go completely left field and I might send people off to see, you know, another sort of somatic therapist or a psychologist that works within the body or to Sarah or to, you know, and some, something that's nutrition-based or whatever it is and go, okay, you need that before you can even come back to me. Yeah. Um, or I use all my different tools to kind of just chase whatever's coming up. Um, and I, the journey that I have with each client is completely different. Two people can come in with the exact same problem, but the way that I manage them and what we do maybe like it's not even remotely close. I think this is a, it's an interesting question because I'm asking it on a public platform, but in the time that I've <laughs> been coming to see you, which might be a good example for other people to hear, it's been a yeah. few months. What have you noticed, I suppose, has lifted and changed within me that, you know, could be possible for other people? Yeah. I mean, so first, when you first came in, I guess the, the major thing was that adrenal fatigue, that chronic fatigue, that real heaviness, that fogginess. Mm. Um, and I, I kind of sort of see that as a bit of like an entire cloud over the whole body. Um, I, I think this is something that I'm, I'm trying to come up with like a clear analogy for this, but I'm not quite there yet. So bear with me. Um, but I kind of imagine the lymphatic system or the, the treatment that I do around that and with what I do to be kind of that first stepping stone. So when you've got a problem with your health, which is kind of, you know, where you were at when you first came to saw me, it's like you're standing in the middle of a lake on a rock and you can see all of these other rocks around, but you can't jump to any of those first ones. Yes. So there's all of these different places and people are telling you to do this and do that and do this. And you're like, well, I actually can't I can't do any of those things yet like I'm not ready for that that exhausts me I get bad response to it whatever it may be um, whereas I have found that this type of treatment seems to be that first stepping stone which then allows all of those other options to become feasible Mm, and to become with, available. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So with you, I think we, we very clearly jumped into that. We sort of removed a lot of that fog of that, that adrenal fatigue and that heaviness. And even though you might have these moments where that sort of bounces back when you've had a really busy week, mm. you've got enough sort of mental capacity and physical capacity to put strategies in place to get yourself through that. Whereas when you're in the middle of that initial yeah. fog, you can't even do that. No. Um, Even coming to the appointment is exhausting, you know, for some people. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sort of that first stepping stone. And then, yeah, with you, I think we've, we've been chasing different things. You know, we're, we're working through sort of like old trauma and old emotions that are popping up and old injuries and just, just the old stuff. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes we do cycle back um, to things that, you know, you may have felt like we've worked on before, but it's just the next layer of that same problem. Um, and yeah, it takes time to get to the bottom of it. I, I said to somebody the other day as well, I'm like, you know, if, if you, if you're able to release a year's worth of trauma in each treatment, that'd be pretty impressive. Mm. But if you're 30 years old, that's still 30 treatments. So a lot of people expect, you know, this, you know, amazing quick fix, no matter what the modality is that you're um, yeah. working with, but it takes time to unravel everything that's held in the body. Absolutely. And oh my gosh. And once you start this kind of work, you do realize that as well. It's just like these peeling back these like really thin layer and layer and layer. Yeah. And I do like when I, and it's amazing how you can actually feel it though, when I've been on the table with you and then I get up like, 
I'm woozy. Like the whole, you're like, okay, you take a second to ground you. I'm just kind of like this woozy space cadet because it's just like everything kind of purging out. It, it is really yeah. amazing. I feel like yeah. we should take it back to um, basics almost though. And yes. <laughs> explain to people what is the lymph system? Like why, why is this important to even be talking about or thinking about? Okay, so the lymphatic system, it, it actually still baffles me to this day that it's not more well-known yes. than it actually is. You know, when I went through uni, um, my first couple of years of uni, we basically did, you know, 90% of our lectures with the medical students. So I also know what doctors learnt about this. And it was probably about half a lecture. Um, if it wasn't for cancer and lymphoma and that type of stuff, the word lymphatic probably wouldn't be in 99% of people's vocabulary. Um, mm. Like if people have heard of it, they've generally only heard of it in relation to that. Maybe lymph nodes when you get sick, but even yeah. then a lot of people will refer to them as glands and just have no concept of what, what that is or, you know, or what it does. Um, so basically the lymphatic system itself is a huge network um, of vessels that goes throughout the whole body. Um, there's nodes everywhere. So they're, they're often in clusters. So like what I said before, when you get sick under your um, jawline, in your armpits, in your groin, sometimes you will feel those lumps swell up and that's those lymph nodes that are sort of just full and yuck and, and working pretty hard during that time. Um, part of your lymphatic system you've also got your thymus which sits under your sternum um your tonsils and your spleen and so it's a huge component of your um sorry of your immune system and so basically our entire immune response is coordinated by our lymphatic system mm -hmm. so it's really important to have a healthy um, lymphatic system to make sure that we can actually fight anything that you know our body has to deal with as well as that, um, it also is our body's major detox system. So along with things like um, the liver and the kidneys, which detox the blood, the lymphatic system is actually what pulls everything out of the tissue to put back into the blood that then our liver and kidneys can actually detox. So if our lymphatic system isn't working, stuff's not even really getting to the liver mm. and kidneys in the first place. Um, so it, it is that sort of first step. Um, so generally, uh, you know, the easy explanation of it is, all of our cells are basically floating around in this fluid. Um, they pull out the nutrients from that fluid that's dumped there from the bloodstream. They do what they need to do. They throw their waste back into the fluid and our lymphatic system picks up all of the fluid that's left the bloodstream along with all of those waste products. On top of the actual waste products from our body's normal functions, we've got all the toxins that we are exposed to from our environment. So these days it's just so, so, so much more than 10 years ago, 100 years ago. So although our lymphatic systems are incredible, they're just overloaded, particularly in the Western world. Whereas if you're female, because we tend to use more skincare, more mm -hmm. beauty products, all of that sort of stuff. So we're putting more and more chemicals on our skin. So even if these chemicals aren't necessarily harmful, it's just still more stuff your body has to get rid of. Yeah. Um, so even if you are, you know, really like using a lot of natural stuff, you still have to clear it. Um, and if you are using stuff full of chemicals, it's just a bit harder again. Um, so our lymphatic system filters through sort of, depending on your size, five to seven litres of lymph fluid a day. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> so it's huge. Yeah. 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 Um, and the lymphatic system itself doesn't have a pump. So unlike our circulatory system that has the heart to move it around, our lymph system doesn't have a pump. The vessels themselves do have the ability to create little contractions to move stuff around. But if you're highly stressed, mm. um, that type of stuff, if you're in a sympathetic overdrive, 
that doesn't really work. If does it not, just it, shut down, kind of, I suppose? Yeah, well, I mean, if it completely shut down, you'd die in a day. Well, yeah. So it doesn't <laughs> shut down. <laughs> but, so it no. just, yeah, but it just becomes really, really slow. Yeah. So like a leaking pipe rather than, you know, yes. like, or, or yeah, if you imagine a pipe and it's just like 80% clogged up and you're only just getting that little bit of water flow through it rather than, you know, the, the whole diameter of that pipe. Um, so it still works. It just becomes slow, inefficient, um, and there's a backlog. So your body is basically bathing in its own waste and toxins. Um, so this is why it is such a powerful treatment because it can improve effectively anything um, because what it's doing, it, it itself, the lymphatic treatment itself doesn't actually make anything better, but it takes away or helps your body remove all the toxins. So then all of your functions can actually happen as they're supposed to. So it just allows your body to do what it already can do. Um, it just takes away all of that fuzz and mess and gross stuff that we're living mm. in. Mm. Um, oh, you've got such a great way of breaking down topics that would be very scientific and very medical and difficult <laughs> to understand and making it easy for people like me to understand. So yeah, yeah. you did a really good <laughs> job with that. <laughs> Even now I'm like, I'm oh, glad. so that's what she's doing more. Um, yeah. <laughs> and with yeah. all that being said then, why are people, why are clients coming to you? What, with what kinds of things are they coming with and how does treating the lymphatic system help that? Um, yeah, so all, all sorts of things. So, um, you know, the, the main stuff that I guess that I see, um, so the normal physio things, so any sorts of pain, injuries, um, it will actually help in an acute injury setting. So if you sprain your ankle and you've got a, you know, you've got a big competition coming up or something like that, um, lymphatic system treatment would actually help you heal a little bit quicker because it's helping to remove all the crap and bring the good stuff into that area. So it helps your healing process just become more efficient. Long-term pain, so anything chronic that's hanging out and just hasn't changed, um, then, yeah, that, that's it can be quite helpful in that respect as well. Then because I guess of my own, like my own experience, I tend to attract a lot of people that are suffering with chronic fatigue and that type of stuff. Um, also, you know, I think it's chronic fatigue and those type of things are one of those ones where if a practitioner hasn't experienced it themselves or, or somebody close to them, you often get quite dismissed. Yeah. Um, so I think because I am somebody that, you know, truly empathizes with people, it's a, it's a safe and comfortable space for people to feel like, you know, they're actually getting believed and they're actually getting help. So I get a lot of people that sit in any of those sort of fatigue buckets. Mm. I don't know. Um, and then, yeah, I, I see a lot of people with gut issues, with stress and anxiety issues. Um, just, as I said, pick a problem and we, I probably see it. I've had people um, that, you know, they're sort of hormone issues have improved. Um, they've lost a lot of weight. Anyone with fluid retention, obviously that's the most traditional use of lymphatic massage is fluid retention. Um, mm -hmm. But by default, you start to get improvement in all these other areas. Um, so yeah, these days I often have people come to me for one reason and stay for another. Um, yeah. So they come to me because of the pain or because of the fatigue or because of the fluid issues and stay because they're starting to see changes in their, their skin and their weight and their energy and their concentration and just their general sort of vitality and mood and all of that type of stuff so there's the side effects of this treatment are great yeah I've been to you I've come to you with like the beginning of a migraine and by the end of it it's gone like gone. Yeah. yeah it's it's a real it really it almost feels a bit like magical or something you know but really is yeah. working within the body for people that you know this is such a it's not a new concept but it seems to be new in the western world the 
thought yep. that our body is almost a mirror. Well, it is a mirror of what's going on mentally as well. And, you know, yes. a lot of mental yep. ailments can be help, held and felt in the body as well. Can you talk us through that link? And I suppose why it's so important if you are going through any mental or emotional anguish, why it is so important to be factoring in the body within treatment? Yep. Um, so this is something that I found really fascinating and what I've looked into in the last couple of years. Uh, in Western world, we have done so, so well at separating parts of the body. So in Western medicine alone, you go to one doctor if it's your liver, one doctor if it's your heart, one doctor if it's your toe. Um, we've completely separated the body, but then it's a whole nother level of separation when it comes to the mind and the body. And um, although we've started to get a little bit better at it, it's still so separate and people's like mentality around emotions and all of that sort of stuff is that it's completely separate from the physical, but you have to look at it really logically. If you're upset, you cry. That's physical. Yes. If you're anxious, you feel it. You can't eat. It's physical. You know, we get these physical manifestations in our body. Um, and when it comes down to it, our emotions and our feelings and everything that we like experience is still chemically based. Mm. So it's, it's created and encouraged and changed by chemicals within our body. We hear about things like serotonin and our happy chemicals, but there's other stuff and there's other balances of chemicals that create the negativity as well. Mm. Um, and that those chemicals can get stuck and, and our nervous system, the way it responds to emotion, um, we can get stuck in these weird sort of cycles. So, you know, if, if you have a, a trauma response and I mean, PTSD is one of the, the greatest examples of that um, a trauma response it can completely change your physical response to things that you know are around you but then on a smaller scale it's the exact same thing so you know you could have just had a near I don't, I don't even know I'm trying to think of something um I don't know someone just said something to you that yeah. like, upset you or whatever um and and you you hold on to that mm -hmm. you have that moment where you feel it in your body and you suppress it and you go no like mm -hmm. I need to get on with my day like I'm not going to let this go um or not not going to let this affect me. And then by doing that, you don't let it go. You're holding on to whatever chemicals were there, whatever um, response that nervous system had, it then just gets stuck in this cycle. Um, so I think Sarah Jane would have spoken a little bit about that with her stuff as well in regards to releasing that tension from the nervous system. Yep. So her work is really sort of from that energetic field perspective and working through the nervous system, whereas what I'm doing is similar, but on the physical level. Mm. So actually clearing the lymph, clearing the toxins, um, clearing tension in areas, whether it be muscular um, or, or when we work through the organs, because there's a lot of fascial connections and things through there so we're actually trying to release the physical side to allow the nervous system the chemicals all the emotions that are sitting in that area to actually move and you know get rid of um, or leave your body as well oh my god it makes me want to come and see you and get you to, <laughs> 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 you to me now it just it feels so it's hard to describe in words how like it can hurt like there's points that you yeah. touch on my body and I'm like <gasps> could you yeah I'm gonna stop like it just it hurts so much um and yeah. you're like not even touching that hard there and things like that and then in a few weeks it doesn't hurt as much but yeah then um you know you, you come you you leave and then all of a sudden you just feel this release and you don't yep. know how or why you can't even articulate it but it just feels <laughs> different somehow it just feels better yeah it just feels yep. better and sometimes yep. you know what that's all we really need isn't it we just we just oh, want to feel better <laughs> exactly and if you know if that moment of feeling better gives you a window to actually live life yeah um you know that it's a hundred percent worth it
So true. So if someone is thinking of booking in with you and they're listening now, what kind of, you know, things should they know? How many sessions would they need? Um, okay. So when it comes to that, it's really up to you. Um, so I, when I see someone, I, if it's really complex history, I'll generally see somebody for an hour. Otherwise I usually sit around 45 minutes, which gives, um, you know, good, good time to sort of get through everything. Um, I like to see somebody a second time within a week or two weeks, just to see how the body responds. And then I kind of leave it up to clients to, to dictate when they feel they need it. It sounds like a bit of a strange one and it's a really, really bad business model um, <laughs> because it goes against like any other practitioner. <laughs> um, of locking people works. in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but you tend to know and you'd know it too. Like you get to that point where you're like, oh, I need this again. Yeah. So I have some clients that still see me regularly. They just like to come in weekly or they like to come in fortnightly or monthly or whatever their particular thing is. Then I have other clients that will just call me up every you know, six months and go, yep, I need this again. Or they might be seeing me for sort of more normal physio stuff and they'll come in for their session and just go, nah, the lymph needs another go. Yeah. Um, so some people need more support. Other people just sort of need a little reminder treatment every now and then to keep things going. Um, but yeah, it, it is a strange one because even if you're not totally in touch with your body, this is something that tends to allow you to become more in touch and then you tend to know what you actually need and when you need it. That's so it's a bit easier for other people to dictate rather than me. That's actually so true. I think since I've seen you, I feel a lot more in tune with my body and what it needs in that moment. And um, yeah. you know, you're, even your advice you've given me like, you know, if you're not feeling like meditating every morning, don't do that. Do something else that is feeling good in that moment. And I think when yep. you gave me that advice, it was so, this is again, like you being the, my therapist, it then was just so <laughs> liberating. And then like, it, I don't know, it just little things can just change and then you don't even realize then all of a sudden you're just feeling better. So um, yeah. Yeah. If, what about someone who um, doesn't have, perhaps doesn't have the budget or doesn't live in Victoria or Melbourne, how can they be supporting themselves in this way? What should they do? Um, so there's heaps that you can do yourself. So from um, a lymphatic treatment perspective, Obviously what I do has another level to it um, and, and certain areas, like I treat myself, but I can't treat my abdomen in the same way that I do yours um, and same as my neck, but I can do a basic treatment. So at absolute minimum, you can even literally just hit like gently those spots on yourself, yeah. if, you know, once or twice a day. So your neck, your collarbones, your armpits, your abdomen, the front of your groin or front of your hip behind your knee. If you tap all of those spots five times each, then have a little bit of a jiggle around. So you're moving, that's going to kickstart your lymphatic system. So that in itself is a great, you know, 30 second self-treatment. Drinking water, drinking good quality water, fluids, all of that type of stuff, filtered where possible, mineralized, all of that um, is going to be helpful. Clean eating, deep breathing is huge. So actually learning how to um, breathe properly through your diaphragm. There's so much information out there now on sort of breath work and there's a lot of breath work practitioners that will run, you know, free little classes and that type of stuff. Um, so, so many of us these days are chest breathers and shoulder breathers and we're shallow, which means we're not using our diaphragm and our diaphragm acts as one of the biggest pumps for the lymphatic system, particularly through the gut. Um, it also helps as a bit of an emotional regulator. So when, you di when you're breathing through your diaphragm, you actually can deal with emotions a little bit easier too. Yep. Um, 
and there's a lot of um, sort of science and stuff behind that too. Um, but basically working through those type of things can be really useful. So there's heaps of very free um, mm. and very accessible things that you can do for yourself. Uh, and that's going to create a change anyway. And then if you've got access to someone like me, even doing something like that once every six months, if budget was an issue, um, you know, is enough to sort of get that extra oomph and some bit more information on what you need to work on independently for a period of time. Um, so yeah, I think yeah. that kind of covers most of it, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. My God, Steph, you have, that was my last question and you have been just a wealth of knowledge. Like I knew you would be. <laughs> You're such, so fantastic. You just picking your sometimes. brain. Oh my God. No, not at all. Um, you just, you nailed every question and you just, um, such a wealth of knowledge and you've helped me so much i was so excited and keen to have you on this in the hope that even if one person <laughs> listening comes and books in with you and it helps them you know i think that is just so worth it so yeah uh, thank yeah. you for sharing everything you did and thank no you for <laughs> continuing to help me and i'll see you soon <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we'll come and fix the rest of your problems next week <laughs> and there'll be a wealth of new problems next week don't yeah. you worry <laughs> yeah 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 I mean, Melbourne provides the goods there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that never ends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bye, Steph. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of A Lemon A Day. I'll pop all the links in the show notes. In the meantime, if you can hit subscribe, leave a positive review, hit five stars and share on social media, any combination of those things, I'd be so appreciative. Until next time, chat soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.